Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. And I'm George Meany. And we have a crazy episode today. Well, that's at least the name of the episode. Um, the crazy car world episode, because I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like the the industry and the world is not really calming down at all with regards to the automotive space. Um, so I thought maybe we should just discuss some of the crazy things that are happening within that world. I wonder if this happened in the horse and carriage world. What, like there was like this weird change and everyone was like, oh my God, oh. the world's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, I think uh, it must have been pretty bizarre when you have horses and then, oh my God, an engine, you know, must have been kind of, <laughs> kind of strange. I wonder what the horses thought. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, um, starting with a crazy car world, I think maybe we can start with the F1 this past uh, weekend. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in Brazil where first and foremost... Hamilton is now a citizen. Um, so he's got citizenship yeah, how did that work? Uh, like, I, I heard them refer to that a few times. Like, Yeah, so uh, during the week, the president in the, I guess let's, just, let's call it parliament, basically gave Lewis his citizenship. For what reason? Um, he's an advocate for Brazil. Uh, he's also an Edson Senna sort of um, ambassador. Okay. Um, and, and obviously, as a fan as well. Um, so I think he brings a lot of attention to the Brazilian country, and they were just kind of. Okay, so it's a marketing so. tactic. Yeah, but a real, real one because he has citizenship now. Um, yeah, they're fake marketing tactics. I mean, it's it it comes from not the best place, but perhaps. But I think it has implications for F one and. Yeah, know, I mean, all jokes aside, uh, honorary citizenship. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're a citizen of a country, what does that mean? Um, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah let's I mean, Google I, does it. Does it mean you can vote? One, do you have a say in policy, for instance? Yeah, good. That's what I mean. So, citizenship is the relationship between an individual and the state to which the individual owes allegiance, mm. and in turn is entitled to protection. Ah, so he can always escape. He can always. Uh, it's like it's getting a second passport. You can evade. Tax evasion in <laughs> no, don't say that. I don't <laughs> think so. Um, yeah, so 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 really, it's uh, you can enjoy the protections of Brazil yeah. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, live there, which I, I mean, I don't think he would do. But yeah, um, where does he? Where does Hamilton actually live? You're a Hamilton. So he, fan. Sa- he stays in he stays in Monaco, um, but well, with Leclerc. Yeah, with most of the F1 drivers. drivers. Max is also there, I believe. So um, I'm going to say something. Really, really controversial. Controversial now. It's my favorite things to hear. Let's get controversial. Like really controversial. Um, I was rooting for Mercedes on Sunday. Really? Yes. <laughs> we I got was. him. We got him finally. I mean, I've been waiting. I for was this rooting day for Mercedes on Sunday. Um, <laughs> and the the thought. Can I, can I ask why? Why before we, before we? The yeah. thought crossed my mind that I'm really disappointed in. Ferrari just never getting mm. it right. Yeah. But yeah. despite having probably the perfect car in the beginning of the year. Yes. And how many years have they done this? For Ferrari? Yes. Last 12 years? Uh, it's been years. It's been it's, they, like, they just can't seem to work as a team. Yeah. Okay. Then I was massively disappointed in Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Think of the championship, guys. Think of the championship. Mm. But when you look at the scoreboard, mm-hmm. mm. like f- switching with Perez. With, with, with science, rather. I mean, yeah. sorry, science. Mm. Switching with science 
was going to make no difference yeah. to where the Ferrari stood. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. He was saying that, you know. He was just thinking, thinking of himself. Exactly. He was thinking about himself. Um, and, and, and at that moment, I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Think of the, think of the championship. Like, if second place for a driver won, um, is thinking for the team, you know, some people would argue it. But I think ultimately you can't ask Signs to give away his race, a fantastic race, fantastic season, or fantastic um, weekend rather, for the sake of... Um, I mean, I'm not a massive Signs fan, but yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you, 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 you're running behind your teammate in the race. Yeah. You now suddenly say, oh, can we switch places? Yeah. Because it's a selfish thing. Yeah. It's not for the championship. Yeah. yeah. It's for your, like, you your know, standing, yeah, your, exactly. your potential second place, which you're probably going to lose anyway because you, 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 you know, you're crashing out too much. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and then you must switch with your, and uh, using the team as the, the basis for the, for the reasoning. You're asking your team to do your bidding for you. Yeah. Like, if you want to pass him, bloody pass him on yeah. your own merit. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, um, you know, so so I was disappointed with that um, and, and Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if I had to kind of like, why did I support Mercedes on the weekend? You're f- supporting racing at that point, not necessarily you're supporting Mercedes. Well, it goes f- deeper than that. So it's it goes down to, to Ferrari's just inability to work as a team. It's just very evident. Mm. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they can't seem to communicate properly. Look at the tire debacle on the sprint race. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it just doesn't seem like they can work as a cohesive team. And Schumacher brought that. Yeah. He brought the ability to have them work as a team. Um, and then I have to look at Red Bull. Okay. Mm. So why, 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 why didn't I support Red Bull on mm. the weekend? And there's one simple reason why I would be, and it would be a, a it would be a, a cold day before I'd support Red Bull. Not because they're a bad team; I think they deserve the win. Yeah. But because they're not a car manufacturer. Mm. So you know, so yeah, Red Bull's great team. I think they're doing a phenomenal job. I think they've got their heads screwed on right. I think uh, I think they've got good drivers. I think they've got good strategies, and they work well together. But um, but they're not a car manufacturer. Mm. Okay. And then you look at Mercedes. Mm. This is my personal opinion. You look at you look at Mercedes. They have not complained once this year. This season, yeah. They just the, put their heads they down. Put their heads down and they raced. And I, 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 I for the first time, took my hat off to um, Hamilton. This warms my heart. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He he really acted in a really mature manner on Sunday. Yeah. He 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 gave George Russell his best shot. Yeah. You know what the first thing he did when he climbed out of that car? Let's go hug him. Besides hugging him. I don't know what he he congratulated him. Yeah. So well publicly on the yeah. on the microphone. Okay, he congratulated yeah. him. Yeah, like, um, first and foremost, uh, congrats, congrats to, to George you, you know, George, you you yeah. you wrote a phenomenal he didn't even race. say best fans in the world. He even forgot to do that. He was just like yes. you know, shout out to the team and all But that. there's another marker for me that kind of tells me that that's a team. Yeah. George did exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So George turned and said, Lewis put me under pressure. You know, I was actually very annoyed by George. I won't lie. This, this past, um, don't, I think. Don't screw up my whole flipping positivity <laughs> around. No, it's got nothing to do. Look, if I was in his position, I would have done the same thing. Um, but I think if you, if you really wanted a team sort of results, in the first race restarts after the first safety car, 
I would have liked for him to be a little bit cognizant of where his teammates' position was and how they can defend much better at a later stage instead of only at the reset. George acted in the interest of making sure that he gets a great start at the expense of Hamilton because those two Red Bulls were hungry. Mm. Um, fortunately, nothing bad. There was an incident between Max and, 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 and Lewis. Lewis, which, by the way, that penalty was absolute nonsense in my opinion. I think it was a racing incident. Um, but it did put his teammates in a weird position, which would have potentially put him in a, in a, in a bad position. Well, also he was racing to win and exactly. look at, look at the mindset, right? It would have been, it was his first ever win. 100%. So, so sense. I don't think he did it out of malice to Hamilton yes. or the team. It was for the great, it was for the, win. it was for his first win. Yeah, and he saw sure. the opportunity and he took it and, and you would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing yeah. 10 times over. So, so, you know, if he was ahead on the championship and he was winning and yes, mm-hmm. then I'd play the team game. Mm-hmm. But it's his first one. Well, yeah. I mean, what would you do? And what a drive! What a, what a weekend! His sprint performance was out of this world, and his his race performance. Uh, was, I'm a, was I'm perfect. a really big George Russell fan at the moment. Um, I mean, I'll wait and see. He's a Mercedes driver, so I'll always support him. But I think we might be having a Nico Rosberg and and, and Lewis sort of development year. Uh, next year. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're right. And 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 at Red Bull as well. I don't think Perez is going to carry on. Um, sacrificing himself and his potential at winning when Max does what he does. And, I mean, what he did was, man, that was heartbreaking. Uh, I, 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 I think Max was trying to prove a point. Yes. Um, and at that, what cost, though? Yeah, at what cost. But uh, Max was trying to prove a point that um, you play ball and I'll play ball. Yeah. If you don't play ball, I won't play ball. Now, is that entirely... Uh, inconceivable. It's just, why is he doing it now? He's already won the championship. He's, he's, won. he's, he's got an axe to grind with, uh, with science having done a team in Monaco. <sighs> that was so many races ago. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, yeah. but, but you know, these are high performance athletes. It's also making the <clears> assumption <throat> insinuation that uh, Perez did it on purpose in Monaco. Whereas, yeah, I know, think for me, that's where the flaw lies. Yeah. Is if there was a purposeful, vindictive streak in, um, uh, in Perez. <laughs> Perez. Why am I switching the two? In Perez. Yeah. <clears throat> if there was a purposeful, vindictive streak in Perez, mm. then I'd say um, uh, Verstappen would have been justified. Mm. You know, so, so in principle, yeah, mm. um, he would have been justified. Like, don't do this to me and, and then, you know, I won't do it to you. But I think it's tit for tat, uh, yeah. two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. All of those principles apply, yeah. you know. So, so I think in the balance of everything, he shouldn't have done that. Should listen to the team because I think what's what he's effectively done is is he's, he's he's stuffed up his his leadership for next year. That's what I was saying. Is in a scenario where you're seeing the Mercedes is now caught up, you're seeing Ferrari is really mm. really hungry and they they need they need a win um, more than any other year. I think next year is really really important for them. To not have your teammate on your side as well when they've just assigned a, like a three-year contract, very, very dangerous. You know um, what? You know, you know what he did in that moment. Yeah, he told the rest of the team next year, mm. each one of you, I'll throw you under the bus, mm. potentially. Yeah. I don't know if it's a culture at Red Bull, but you know they've always been aggressive. They've always been. Uh, well, this relentless. is this is Max's Max's old personality coming out, eh? 
Let's see what happens. Remember, let's see what happens. Yep. He's, he's like all at all costs. So, so hopefully it doesn't come back to bite him, but, uh, I think from a leadership point of view, he never did himself any favors. Yeah. Let's see what happens. We got one more race this season, Abu Dhabi. Um, so that, that second place battle continues between Perez and, and Leclerc. So still some, something to fight for. Anyways, moving on. That's a lot of, a lot of F1, but that's right. Another sport. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've been following what's happening. So do you happening think you're going to get me to wear a Mercedes shirt? I'm honestly at the back of my head. I was like, oh, I know I'm getting George for Christmas. <laughs> 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 so I don't know if you've been following what's happening on, on Twitter. So, you know, obviously a few months ago, Elon wants to acquire Twitter. He's finally done it. 54 billion. Um, but he's made some weird changes, uh, specifically to the verification rules. So, so let's talk about, um, uh, the, the acquisition of Twitter pre what you're about yes. to, to unpack. So firstly, um, did Elon Musk want to pull out of the deal? I have a theory. Uh, with What's regards your theory? To that. My theory was he wanted to see what was happening in terms of the inner workings of Twitter before he made a decision. And the only way to do that is to act like you're going to buy it. Seriously, like with intent to buy it. And I think he saw what he saw. And then I thought he wasn't a pullout. You can't, you can't do that in an acquisition of a business. You can't, you can't bluff, right? You can't bluff saying I'm going to buy it and then and then pull out it's just to look under the you know the hood of the well, how would they know of the business? No, well you can't. You, you play games like that and you're going to get burnt, right? So <laughs> yeah. I have a theory, which okay. is close to your theory, but yeah. a little bit further down the road. I think his intent is was to always buy Twitter. I don't think yeah. he changed his mind. His intent was to buy Twitter. So what was that U-turn that we, that we initially saw? To generate the chase. To what, pull down the price? Like no, what, what? no, to get them to chase him. Oh, okay. Because this is my personal theory. As leverage, no. leverage for when he so, takes over. So, so, so he, he wants to buy it, right? Yeah. Everybody pushes against it. No, you can't. And everybody wanted to cancel the deal. Yeah. So what do you do? You say, okay, I'll pull out. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were bluffing, they'd chase him and tell him you can't pull out. Mm. So he gets what he wants. Mm. So maybe mm. he always wanted to buy the thing. Yeah, yeah. I maybe mean, he didn't really want to pull out. But, well, you I know. Think, yeah, initially he definitely wanted to, you know. But I don't know. It's so hard with these things because you're playing with 44 billion. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a... That's no, a game I mean, you can't, can't tell play. me. You can't. You, all of us can't play. Um, <laughs> you can't tell me. That's a, that's a new level of game. A new level of kind of. It's the same game, just a different dynamic. number. Um, but, but you can't tell me that his legal team, finance team, yeah, acquisition yeah. team didn't do their due diligence properly. Mm. They must have. Yeah. Maybe they found something and then realized, hold on a second. Because I have a theory around. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's not my theory alone. Uh, you know, I've, this is what I've been reading. Mm. Um, there is a theory around his ultimate goal for Twitter. What's his ultimate goal for Twitter? Turn it into a payment platform. Because he just acquired x.com, the URL, yeah. from uh, PayPal. A, p- a payment platform for what exactly? As in like, a, like, a, like an eBay? No, like, like Facebook wanted to do. Oh, okay. So, so is there merit in thinking about um, Twitter becoming um, some sort of cryptocurrency payment platform? Because now they're introducing the $8 mm, uh, verified tick. Yeah. Now, I've got a verified tick on my Twitter account, mm. and I went through the, you know, the rigmarole yes, yeah. of getting it. Um, 
So now I'm going to have to start paying eight dollars if I want to keep it, mm. and that's okay. I'm not going to be one eight dollars. Um, you know, it's it, it's it is what it is if it's going to provide value. But what that particular eight dollars a month is going to set up mm. is the ability to have a wallet mm. in your personal capacity with Twitter. And he's already spoken about being able to, like, I can put money in my wallet and I can transfer it to Wandi. Mm. So I think it might become not only a free speech platform, but also a payment platform. Like uh, in America, I think it's called Venmo, which does exactly that, right? So it's, it is a payment platform where you can, you, you, well, you can transact between two people um, mm. as easy as giving you actual cash. Exactly. And then the other person could turn that into cash if they like. 100%. So now this problem with this, let's go back to the, the $8 thing because I think this is what the story, well, how we got to this in the first place. So people are now able to become verified by paying a fee, mm. which is that $8. So which, in, in, in which just by the way is about 150, 160 rand a month. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not cheap. Insane. Well, it's not insane though. It's not like for people who would never ever be verified, small price to pay if you're an influencer. It's almost the price of Netflix. Yeah. But if you're an influencer, that's, that's not yeah. like a, a game changing amount. Or an aspiring influencer, at least. Now, the problem with this is that a lot of people have now started to take advantage of this by impersonating themselves as brands. So, I make a, tw- a Twitter account with, let's call myself a BMW, with an extra space where you can't actually see that there's an actual space, it's just a space. I get verified, and then I start posting as BMW, who is verified. I can imagine the damage that this can do, and it's done a lot of damage already for a lot well, of somebody, people are trying to game this already. Yes, they've already done, they've, they've gamed, even as Elon Musk, there's fake Elon Musk mm. accounts, where this Elon Musk is making insane announcements. But people can't see the difference, so they're just sharing this, and it's thousands of, you can imagine, you know. The, the He'll figure it out. I hope so. But now there's a problem where there's a lot of automotive companies, uh, General Motors, VW, um, and all the VW's, subsidiaries, so Lamborghini, Porsche, Audi, the works, um, are all considering leaving. In fact, three have already. General Motors, VW, the, the holdings company, and Stellantis, the holdings company, have all decided to pull out their, their ad spend. And now Twitter's at a point where basically all their money came from, from ad spend. So you're having these large, large companies pull out. What's going to happen to the, the platform you know, when everyone else decides you know, this is not a, a safe place? Yeah, I mean, I think we're thinking about it in a binary terms. Um, and, and, you know, there's, 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 there's solutions to these things. Like that blue tick is next to your name. Okay. Mm. So if I, if I go onto my Twitter account, the blue tick's right next to my name. Okay. So what you're saying is people are impersonating that. The blue tick, yeah. And, and putting the blue tick next to, next to their name in some contrived way. Um, yeah. it's just move where the blue tick is so that it's in a place where somebody can't manipulate it. Well, it's not really manipulated. It's paid for. Um, so it's very real. No, it's uh, paid for, yeah. but the fake ones aren't. No, yeah, no, they're real. They're also paid for. They also I paid get for, you. Yeah. What I think is the solution is you do corporate blue ticks, like a gold tick, to say that this is a company that's verified. No, but that doesn't this make any a, sense to me because because how can you just pay and get verified? Well, that's exactly what's you happening. You know, surely you should pay and then prove who you are and yeah. then get verified. So there should be a second step in that process. There should be a second step, but that doesn't exist right now. Or mm. people are getting around that that loophole right now. Um, it could be an AI system that's doing it. It could be, you know, you find about 11,000 people. Um, so, you know, there could be a few reasons why people are getting away with this. But it's happening. The blue it's, tick it's, guy got fired. <laughs> the guy, there's one guy who physically goes and checks. Yeah, he's... <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's causing a lot of issues. And I think for, you know, I, I don't think that the brands are pulling out of Twitter. They're just pulling out of the ad mm. uh, side of things just because it's they're losing um, the audience, which is, you know, what you what ultimately what you're paying for. No, but they, they, their engagement and audience actually went up. Who Twitter's? Yes. Um, I've heard that's been going on. Mm, I just I, I read something yesterday that uh, that said that uh, you know while Twitter's um, going through their struggles, people are people are people are well flocking back in, engaging more. Oh, okay. So, so maybe it's negative engagement. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll definitely look into that. But for now, uh, big brands are pulling out, and it's going to impact the revenue stream of Twitter, which mm. is not good. Moving on, so I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, in December, petrol price is probably moving, is, is going up again, specifically petrol. But it always goes up in December, right? Diesel's going down, though. Um, so there's good news for everyone who has a diesel engine, but for petrol, it's going up. But I decided to do a little bit of digging to see what is the most expensive petrol in the world um, in terms of cost per liter. And, um, of course, there are a few countries here where the you know cost of living is higher, people's salaries are higher, et cetera, et cetera, which is fair. But there are a few nations here where it's like, whoa, people can't even afford this. Um, so I wanted to, I don't know, top five. What do you think is the most expensive? Where is the most expensive petrol? Before I answer that question, yes, I just Googled. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A spike of 20% engagements. daily active users. Daily active users. Mm. So more people have, so they're not Daily losing. active users. That doesn't mean new users. Daily oh, okay. active. So growth in the daily active user on Twitter spiked by 20% in the first week of Elon Musk's ownership. Now, maybe it's come down since. Yeah. Um, uh, this is 7th of November. Twitter has said that user growth is accelerating and hit an all-time high. Um, I don't believe it. <laughs> this could be one of those verified... Um, Twitter installs have grown by 21%. The app installs have grown by 21% since Musk's takeover. So, um, so I, I think there's uh, Musk tweeted on a char- with a chart showing Twitter's monetizable daily active users has been growing rapidly up from 240 to 255 million. I've heard some other news, so maybe you know we'll we'll definitely need to get news. some. <laughs> we need to get a verified source. What's your who's your source? Well, these are just, uh, I mean, Fox Business, okay, a reputable Financial Times, Business Insider, no, I, I the don't Verge. Really, I think I think there's definitely these are all credible sources. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know. These, this is not fake news. You can you can pay for any story, or not pay for any story, but you can you can you frame c- a story however you want. I don't think it's it's smooth sailing in the world of Twitter right now. Is what I'm saying. Mm, Engagement so. may be higher. Not so sure. But okay, highest petrol price. <laughs> I've known for I've known for a long time that South Africa's petrol price isn't as high as some other places in the world. No, not at all. Even the the countries which are comparable. Um, in fact, if you look at comparable countries such as India, for instance, our petrol price is almost the same. Um, but what was interesting to me was the most expensive. Um, and you know, you can take your guess with regards to what that is. Where in the world is the most expensive petrol? Hong Kong. Mm. At almost double. Um, our current price. In fact, it's a little bit more than double. Yeah. So, 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 have you ever done the burger test? And what in terms of how much a burger costs in yeah? In, in so, um, so McDonald's burger price in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Okay. So McDonald's burger price in Hong Kong is uh, double cheeseburger twenty four US dollars. Mm. That's like 
300 bucks. A little more than that. Oh, it's yeah. almost 500 bucks. What is yeah. a, what is a, what is a double, uh, double cheeseburger in South Africa cost? Double cheeseburger in South Africa, not even 50 rand. Uh, Big Mac is 50 rand, for instance. So. 10 times more expensive, mm. right? So 10x. 10x for a burger. Mm. Okay. So you were saying? Fuel's about double, a little bit less. 2x. Yeah, let's say 2.2x. Two. So relatively, mm. it's not more expensive. Also, Hong Kong is the most expensive for a lot of things. Um, I think it's the most expensive for real estate as well. Um, and the cost of living there is, if I'm not mistaken, the highest in general. So, you know, it's, you know, 51 rand for the average person in Hong Kong may not necessarily be the most expensive fuel. Okay, so the way to sort that out is uh, salary per capita in Hong Kong. Yeah. So salary per capita in Hong Kong in 2019 was 50,000 US dollars. Yeah, it's a lot more than us. I think we're sitting at like... South Africa's uh, salary per capita in South Africa is 374,000 ZAR. So that's $24,000. Mm. So half. About half, yeah. So if, if, the, if the average income is half, yeah, doesn't it? And, and the burger price is 10x. Maybe McDonald's is super cheap in, in Hong Kong. Um, no, it's not. It's super, it's super expensive. Um, South Africa is super cheap. What for the burger? Yeah, but the, I'm talking about the petrol price because oh. it's you know in, in comparison where it's just twice. The, the yeah, price. I just I just think when you, when you look at things like this, it's not a like for like comparison. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Um, there's there's a few things that are happening there um, in terms of why that's the case, but I mean it's still really expensive. It's not to say that it's um, you know. Well, you can't import fuel from there. Yeah, if you go there though, and you try and and, and import petrol, it's going to be it's a lot of money. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go there on holiday, you're stuffed. <laughs> if you go there on holiday, exactly. It's going to be a lot of money. Anyways, before we leave, there's a, there's a story that I came across. Um, so in the month of Diwali, which is this year, it was between October 21 to October 27. Um, the One of the ministers um, of one of the states in India decided that he was going to change the rules a little bit. Um, and the reason for this, he wanted to be pro-people. Pro and he wanted to kind of you know, spread love instead of more sadness um, ultimately during this this week. Um, and what he did instead of giving fines to people I thought was really interesting. Do you want to know what it is? Mm -hmm. He decided that instead of giving fines to anybody who makes traffic violations, he's going to give them flowers, which I thought was, was kind of beautiful. So Lots of problems could come out of that. He incentivized you to speed. <laughs> so my first result, what my first reaction was, well, I could really... I could really get away with, with quite a few few things, if, if you think about it, during that week. Um, but, you know, I did try to see if there was you know, an increase in, in traffic violations, X, Y, Z, and there wasn't a massive spike. So at least people didn't take advantage of the kindness of the, the minister. Oh, the flowers. I think South Africa would have a completely Problem. different... Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, George. Go Hamilton and George. Go Hamilton. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Search Auto Trader. <laughs>